Hello, listeners. This is Brandon Carwile bringing you Dairyland Talk. Uh, I will be writing solo today, uh, and I hope you enjoy the topics I'm going to discuss. Um, for starters, I just want to talk about Aaron Rodgers' appearance at the NFL Honors Ceremony. Uh, he won Moment of the Year uh, for his comeback win over the Chicago Bears in Week 1. Uh, probably the most memorable moment of the year, um, and maybe in, in a few years, honestly, um, dating back to that uh, Hail Mary against Detroit Lions back in 2015. Uh, probably goes hand-in-hand hand with that heroic comeback over the Bears. Um, he suffered that what looked to be a significant knee injury. Um, at the NFL Honors, he was interviewed beforehand by NFL Network. He spoke on his knee, said he wasn't. He opted not to get surgery. He said his body feels really good. Um, no con- concussion symptoms from that uh, concussion he had in Week 17 against the Detroit Lions. Um, he's looking to join the team uh, at the beginning of April. Um, he also addressed uh, Matt LaFleur a little bit, uh, not too extensively, though, um, but it was good to hear him kind of touch on all the change that's been happening um, since he, he his exit interview at the conclusion of the 2018 season. He pretty much just said that uh, he's excited about the change, and it, all, it usually leads to something good. Um, now, as far as coaching news, the team has made a few announcements um, since our last uh, Packers talk podcast episode. Um, the Packers hired Vanderbilt special teams coordinator uh, Sean Menanga. He will be the Packers special teams coordinator taking over for Ron Zook, um, who was the coordinator from 2015 to 2018. Um, but the, obviously the special teams as a whole just really was one of the, the down, down points of the 2018 season. Um, a number of penalties, some costly mistakes by the team, um, and they really just needed to move on from Zook and just really take that third unit in a different direction. And uh, Menenga has certainly has had some success. He was uh, an assistant for the Browns from 2011 to 2017 before going to the college ranks to kind of take over the special teams coordinator role by himself. Um, but from those Cleveland days... Uh, that was pretty much right during the prime of Josh Cribbs, who was a Pro Bowl returner for the uh, Browns. Now, uh, Matt LaFleur um, notably also hired an assistant offensive line coach, Luke Buckus, uh, the nephew of the Chicago Bears Hall of Famer, Dick Buckus, um, kind of going off that trend of keeping the, the coaching carousel kind of uh, youthful. Buckus is 39. Uh, he started his NFL career with the Bears. Um, in a similar position, and uh, he um, also spent time in Seattle as well as Jacksonville. Um, he was hired as a head coach at Illinois. Um, well, actually, Lovey Smith was hired as a head coach at Illinois um, and then decided to bring in Butkus as a full, full-time offensive line coach, and that's where he's been s- before he, he came to Green Bay. So certainly excited about that. He's he's LaFleur is putting together quite quite uh, an impressive staff, um, and, and we're all really excited about that change and, and just kind of the whole new look of the Packers uh, for 2019. 
now um, I also wanted to get into uh, some of the draft talk that's been going on recently certainly the end of the uh, 2019 season we saw the Super Bowl it's time to move on to the draft um, for a lot of teams who weren't in the postseason we've already been in draft mode for a while uh, but now everyone's kind of caught up we're looking at the combine that's a little less than a month away um, Adam Schefter did announce a few days ago that Oklahoma quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murphy will be attending the combine which definitely helps the Packers as it probably leads to another quarterback coming off the board before they pick at 12 and teams could certainly be looking to jump ahead um, of Miami at 13. Uh, Miami's possibly going to be moving on from Ryan Tannehill and looking to add a quarterback. Um, but what I really wanted to get into is how the Packers will approach that first pick in the first round. Um, you know, the draft analysts and the, 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 the draft Twitter out there uh, can't seem to agree on which direction the Packers and Brian Gutekunst are going to take with that pick or really their first two picks in the first round. It could be any combination of things. Um, and free agency could certainly change what they do as well, uh, but it's still fun to discuss it. In the meantime, there's a lot of interesting prospects out there um, that are generating a lot of buzz and are, are fun to look at as possibilities for Green Bay. Um, the two most common picks uh, for the moment right now are, are outside linebacker, dressing that pass rush, or even getting a tight end. Um, but ESPN's uh, draft analyst Todd McShay, he uh, released a mock uh, a few days ago um, where he had the Packers actually taking LSU linebacker Devin White at number 12, and then he had them taking an edge rusher at 30. Um, I'm really not opposed to that. I've already said slash written that I, I think Blake Martinez is a very solid uh, inside linebacker, um, but he's just not a game changer. And if the Packers believe that White could be a game changer, then I'm all for it. Um, he certainly had a ton of success at LSU. He's an extremely good athlete, um, and he's got a, a, a real nose for the ball um, and certainly more production than, than what Martinez had in college. But Martinez has, has developed into a nice professional, um, but I'm still looking to add talent at pretty much every position on that defense so I'm not opposed to that white pick at all. Um, now, for me personally, I like I really like Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. I think he's a, a really interesting prospect, even though that he was a part of a 4-3 defense. Uh, I don't believe, though, that it will be hard for him to make that transition. He's a, a really good athlete, and he's, he's extremely strong, uh, very strong off the edge, um, and he's, he's very balanced as um, – an edge rusher he can make an impact against the run and the pass uh, I realize he doesn't have a, an arsenal of pass rush moves yet uh, but his length and explosiveness are very attractive he can set the edge he can he can he can have an explosive first step to beat an offensive tackle and get after the quarterback um, doesn't have a ton of bend or uh, flexibility off the edge uh, but I think he, he's a pretty safe pick and I think he would be something different than what the Packers have had in the past. He does kind of draw some comparisons to Nick Perry, um, but I think that's more towards his body type than, than actual play style. Um, 
Now, um, there are some other common edge rushers linked to the Packers. Um, Florida's uh, Jack Hay Polite and Florida State's Brian Burns. Um, most believe they would might be better fits for Petten schemes. Um, and I would agree, they both are tremendous athletes. Um, but they are certainly in play at number 12. They could also be in play at number thir- at pick 30. Um, so it would be very interesting to see how how the Packers approach that and how they weigh the, the edge rushers toward the top of the round. Um, now tight end is another position the Packers certainly need to address this offseason. And I was uh, – TJ Hawkinson is a common pick amongst our fans and Packers media – um, at 12, um, he's he's one of the he's probably the most complete tight end in the class, um, and one of the most complete prospects overall. Quite honestly, he would be a, a a very safe pick at number 12, and he would provide stability to a position the Packers haven't seen much production from in quite some time. We now know that Jimmy Graham is expected to return, but Hawkinson would would add would make up for his lack of blocking Jimmy Graham. Uh, we're not really sure what type of role he's going to play in Matt LaFour's system, uh, but we certainly hope that it will be different to that of uh, what Mike McCarthy had him doing in his offense. Um, but Hawkinson is an extremely safe pick with a high ceiling and uh, a high floor, quite honestly. He, he's he's extremely safe pick, and um, it's going to be hard to determine his, his true value as far as his draft stock. Um, he, he, there's talks that he could slip into the top 10. I'm just not sure about that. There's a lot of tight ends out there who, who can contribute right away in the NFL. Um, there, you know, there are other, other tight ends I like later on in the second and third round. I like Alabama's Irv Smith, who's tremendous uh, after the catch. He's an explosive athlete. And I also like Texas A&M's Jay Sternberger. He could be a third or maybe even a fourth round guy the Packers could look at. I I really enjoy his play style. He can block a little and he's pretty good um, with his route running and after the catch as well. but I think it will be really interesting to see how the Packers are approaching that first pick, and it will be very telling how they feel about the offense and the defense. Their combination of first-round picks um, is just an extremely unique position. Are they going to go offense-defense? Are they going to go uh, both dedicate both those first-rounders to the defense or both to the offense? Um, they certainly have a ton of positions they need to address this offseason, including offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, edge rusher, and even safety um, is an area of concern that they certainly could add some, some talent there as well. Um, and it, it likely won't all be fixed in one year, but a few pickups and a strong draft could put the Packers into a good spot heading into 2019. And I am extremely excited to see um, what's going to happen over these next couple of months and how they approach things. And uh, I feel like they are, are, are set up for a very strong rebound heading into a new year. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers is feeling good, they are seem to be having um, a successful um, purchase of all of their 
coaching staff additions. Um, now it's time to start looking at the roster and start building there. And it will be awesome to see how the combine turns out and how these prospects start to shape up. Certainly there will be a lot of mock drafts between now and April's draft. And even in, even in between that, we'll have free agency. So there's a ton of possibilities for the Packers to to change the direction of the that those two first round picks. Um, but thank you everyone for listening. Once again, I'm Brandon Carwell. Please hit me up on uh, Twitter. Um, I'd love to talk Packers with you. My Twitter handle is at Packerscribe. Um, check out all of my uh, written stories, and we will certainly uh, be back with another podcast very shortly. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to Dairyland Talk, and we will be back very soon. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.